Hello and welcome to the first ever Bible Armor podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Joslyn. And we are all about spreading the word of God, spreading the word of Jesus, and sharing the gospel and sharing his message. So today we're going to be talking about something really interesting. I think we're going to start out right off the bat, uh, guns a-blazing, um, but today we're going to talk about angels, demons, and the Nephilim. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people are interested in and a lot of people don't know about or know like the, um, the specifics about it and the story and what's what. And um, I feel like a lot of people kind of get it confused. Um, but demons are all around us as our angels. And they can be affecting our everyday lives on a daily basis, possibly. And the spirit realm is real. The Bible talks all about it. And um, angels and demons can have direct interference with our lives, um, guidance, all kinds of different things. So the first thing that we should do is open with a prayer. Yep. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you that we have the opportunity to uh, get together on a podcast to talk about you and share your message and share the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord. I just pray that you anoint Jocelyn and I to uh, just be able to get your message across as best as possible, Lord, and just anoint the ears of anyone who's listening uh, to be able to receive that message in the way that they will understand it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So the first thing on this list that I feel like is important is the angel's rebellion, the initial mm -hmm. angel's rebellion. So Lucifer rebelled with angels in heaven before, um, or it was like in, that was in the very, very beginning. Um, the angels also rebelled and they came down to earth and mated with human women and uh, made the Nephilim giants. So Genesis 6 talks about this, Genesis 6, 1 through 6, as well as, Gen um, or including Genesis 6, 4. So when it talks about the sons of God, um, the sons of God referred to angels. They were not Seth's line of descendants or any humans. Um, every time the Bible refers to the sons of God, it refers to angels. Um, and technically, Adam was also a son of God because he yeah. didn't have a father, yeah, an he earthly was the first, father. Yeah, he was the first human made, and God made him out of like the, du the dust of the yeah. earth. Yeah, because he made, made Adam out of the, uh, the dust of the earth and then Eve out of one of Adam's ribs. Yeah. So he would have a, he would have a companion. Thank goodness. Yeah. Would, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the sons of God specifically, the sons of God are mentioned in Job 1 through 6 um, when they all appear to God with the Holy Council at his throne. Um, normal human beings obviously cannot do that. So that right there just completely rules out uh, the theory that the sons of God was referring to uh, Seth's descendants. Um, I don't think there's really hardly any evidence to support that. It's more just kind of a, a speculation theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, the when the angels rebelled, they, they uh, 
trespassed or crossed that line between the heavenly realm and the earthly realm. And so something else about that is the, uh, the angels obviously have free will because yeah. if they didn't, I don't feel like that ever could have happened because right. it was a rebellion. Um, so in that same sense, you know, people and angels, we are all God's children. Um, obviously, we know a lot more about human beings than we do about angels. But, I mean, the Bible has a lot of information about angels and different encounters. And one of the things that um, is really interesting to me is that every time an angel appears to someone in the Bible, they're, like, terrified to the point they're, they're like, paralyzed with fear. Yeah. I mean, that happened to, I think, David and Saul or Paul mm-hmm. and... Um, and that the um, on the third day when when Jesus rose from the dead when that angel came down to open the tomb and the who what what were they called the um, not the Pharisees but who was who was checking to make sure that or like they were checking oh, the tomb they had well they had Roman soldiers yes. or Roman oh, guards yeah. yes. stationed outside it or outside I don't know if you call it stationed but outside yeah. of it to basically protect it to prevent anyone from coming to mm-hmm. it yeah um, and they were dressed they they had like really bright white like um i don't know what kind of if it was like robe type thing or yeah, it was probably like a probably like a robe because that yeah i mean that's what they wore back then i feel like because like you know the, mm-hmm. The woman yeah. touched Je- the hem of Jesus' robe. So yeah, and they always say that they're like super brilliant white and mm-hmm. dressed brilliant white and like they're. Um, I mean, I've I've heard that they're just like beautiful, mm-hmm. but then I think that there's also ones that, or I mean, they inspire fear. Like it's there's no doubt about that. So right, and I mean, there's got to be all types of different angels because you know you have like the the archangels. They have jobs. Um, guardian angels, the angel of death. Um, I don't know how many of those like overlap, but you know, it seems like there's angels for different purposes and specific purposes. Um, yeah. But and they also can appear as human. Cause I think there's some Bible verses that say yes. that they can they come in like the form of a man. And then there's also a Bible verse that, um, says like, you know, you should be be nice to strangers because you never know if you're talking to to an angel or or yes. a human, which yeah. is so cool. <laughs> yeah, that really is. And I'm like, I wonder how many. I, I mean, angels, but in the form of humans that we saw and thought were humans. Like, how many of those yeah. have any one of us helped or come been near or talked to? Because I mean, you run into a stranger on the street. There's there's no way I mean how are you gonna know you know mm-hmm. complete random stranger it, I mean you're not gonna be like oh that's definitely not an angel I mean you have no idea you know mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably more common than people think is I mean I'd like to hope so anyway yeah <laughs> next time we're I'm at the grocery store and be like is that guy an angel no, I've seen yeah, him right. before <laughs> I don't know yeah um, yeah and it's cool too because when you hear people who like had like a near near death experience some of them have a like see an angel that will come and save them mm-hmm. or like they'll stop like a car accident that's about to happen yeah. some crazy things that normal humans can't do right. it's definitely from the angels which is 
yeah, it's just so cool to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's so interesting. And that, um, that show, what's it called? Uh, I survived beyond and back. Yeah. I noticed a lot of those people's testimonies line up with, um, you know, different concepts in the Bible and different things that talks about, um, and I mean, they like, they're just parallel and it's crazy because I, I mean, I don't know for sure. They don't always say, but I feel like a lot of people on that show are not, uh, I don't know what you like super intense Bible readers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very possible. I'm not ruling that out completely, but, um, some of them that are, that you could tell like, oh, they're definitely Christians or you know, they definitely have a relationship with God and believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. You can just see with the cross necklaces and all that stuff. But um, so I feel like there's kind of a dividing line between, okay, those people are obviously, you know, they know a little bit about the Bible, but then the ones that say things that coincide with what the Bible talks about and they don't kind of make that distinction, mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to, you know, say like, oh, well, they just, you know, read the Bible and they're just making up a story or something like that, mm -hmm. you know. Um, one thing, so one of the most interesting things, um, I don't know, I, nobody talks about this and like, I, I think that pastors that, um, like in churches that we've been to in person, I think have, uh, mentioned, like basically mentioned it right? And didn't really elaborate on it or anything, but I mean, there were giants in the Bible before and after the flood, you know, you think of Goliath and then it talks about the Amorites and, uh, them being giants and then God in the book of Numbers. Yeah, Numbers yeah. 13, 23 is talking about uh, when the spies went over to the promised land to go check it out and they, they brought back grapes that were so big that they had to put like a log over two people's shoulders and put the grapes in between so they could just like carry them back. Like that's massive. Yeah. I mean, absolutely massive. And then, you know, God talks about the... Uh, the giants being as tall as cedars or like the cedars of Lebanon, which are hundred plus feet tall. So, yeah. Um, and they've found, um, mm -hmm. like there's been certain shows on, I think like the history channel or some channel like that, where they've found human bones, but they're like way too big for oh, yes. normal size people, normal humans. Yes. They're like ginormous. Yeah. I've, I've seen, there was a, like, giant hunting or finding giants or something or other like that on the history channel or something like that maybe um but they do it's not like common to you you don't see that on the news every day and see it all over but there are actual accounts and records of people in various places around the world finding giant bones or like mm -hmm. um six-fingered uh you know bones of hands with six fingers and six toes which is what in the bible they refer to as one of the giants mm -hmm. having that and i guess to kind of kind of go back a little bit to kind of tell this as a, a story i'm kind of getting maybe into too specific right away but basically what happened was the angels rebelled against god they came down um during i don't know how many generations after adam but enough that there was you know human daughters on the earth so the angels saw them lusted after them rebelled against god came down from heaven mated with these women and also uh taught people 
magic and witchcraft and all of these secrets of heaven warfare that humans were not meant to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they taught them that. But when these angels, so these are like unbelievably incredible beings. They're unbelievably intelligent. They, I mean, they're basically beyond our comprehension, completely beyond our comprehension. So when they mated with human women, they made half human, half angel, or more specifically fallen angel, uh, a, a race of half these hybrids, basically. So they were huge. They were giants. They were giants, and they were also very, very evil because mm-hmm. their parents were the fallen angels that rebelled against God, and um, that you know that that was one of the reasons that God sent the flood. Right, because everybody like that bloodline spread everywhere, and then everybody was like very very wicked and then there right. ended up only being like eight people <laughs> yeah. that were not like that that were that god chose to survive the flood yeah so and yeah let's get a little bit into that a little bit into the bloodline because um one of the reasons also that that happened it, you know inspired by inspired by um lucifer i mean he was yeah he's the mastermind bad guy <laughs> yes <laughs> behind everything so um, but what happened was, um, I mean, we all know that uh, the serpent in the Garden of Eden tempted Eve, tempted Adam and Eve to eat the fruit that God said, if you eat that fruit, the fruit of uh, knowledge of good and evil or the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you will die. So the serpent came along and said, no, you're, you surely won't die. You'll, God's just afraid that you're going to be like him, knowing both good and evil. Well, so they listened to the serpent, brought sin into the world. That was the beginning of everything, you know, the mm-hmm. beginning of sin, the, the beginning. Exactly. Right. So um, after that happened, God was kind of pronouncing a curse on Satan. And what he talks about in, it's in Genesis 6, 1 through 8. Um, I think it's Genesis 6, 4. But anyway, um, it talks about God says, you know, I'm going to send a wounded victor, and you're going to uh, strike his head, but he, or you're going to fatally strike his, he will fatally strike your head, but you will bruise his heel. So what that was, was a pronouncement, kind of a pronouncement of judgment on Satan, and also the promise of a Messiah. So um Satan at that point right away knows that there is going to be a Messiah because of that first right there. And you can call it a, a prophecy. And it's like one of the, mm-hmm. one of the first prophecies in the Bible. Um, so knowing that Satan now knows that, what is he going to do? He's going to try to pollute the bloodline of God's people because um, if he can do that, I guess in his mind, there won't, they can't be a messiah because of the evil blood bloodline. So um, that was also one of the motives behind the angels' rebellion, rebellion, and uh, you know them to come down and make the Nephilim are the mm-hmm. giants. Nephilim are giants, hybrids. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and something else that happened after that. So they were absolutely evil. So these half angel, half human beings then mated with each other to mix that DNA even more. Then it says that they begin to, it says sin against the, you know, birds 
uh, of the air and the beasts of the field and mm-hmm. fish or something like that. So basically what that meant is that they were also breeding with animals to throw that into the mix on top of everything. So yeah. you have these unbelievably powerful, you know, smart, intelligent, angel-like human beings that are also part human, that may be, you know, part animal, and they're giants. So, I mean, these are like, these had to have been the most terrifying creatures. Yeah. I mean, we probably couldn't even imagine how terrifying that is, because even when people see an angel in the Bible, they're terrified. I mean, right. let alone something that evil, you yeah. know, enough for God to just flood the world. So I got to yeah, take and, it out. And they were like eat, eating people. Like, yeah. They were just causing so much chaos, like yes. crazy. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they were eating people. And, it was bad. Yeah. It was, it was really bad. And that's the other thing is part of the reason also that um, God sent the flood, I think is, I mean, he had like, he basically like he had to put people out of their misery, you know, yeah. like his, because it said it broke his heart to do that. Yeah. I mean, you know, and he's such a loving God, but I mean, I feel like it just got to a certain point that things were so evil that he just had to, I mean, you know, he didn't have a choice. He didn't have a choice. And Noah was the the last blameless person on earth. And that, that prophecy about um, the promise of a Messiah, specifically, I just looked this up. This is Genesis 3.15. Um, so when these angels rebelled, they made all of these terrifying, evil, horrible creatures. Um, they, you know, were devouring mankind. They were complete. I mean, they, I mean, the Bible says as tall as cedars, that was the Amorites after the flood, which is a hundred plus feet. So the beings before the flood, I could only imagine how big those things were. I mean, just I mean, yeah, and all the animals that were like hybrid, crazy, scary, like monster type (laughs) things. Like it was, yeah, it wouldn't have been a great place to live. (laughs) Oh no, you would have. I mean, they they had to have been praying for a flood. You know, yeah. I mean, it's sad. It really is sad. Yeah. Um, But I mean, God obviously brought a Messiah. He fulfilled that prophecy, kept that promise, and we know that that's Jesus Christ. That that died for our sins. So um, we are, we're forgiven. We're forgiven, which is just the most absolute amazing news that, um, that anyone really could possibly hear in their entire life. Yes. <laughs> um, so God spared Noah and his family, which was Noah, Noah's wife, Noah's three sons, and Noah's three sons' wives. Um, so something that I wondered for a long time was, why were there giants after the flood if no one and his family were the only ones left and everyone repopulated, the whole earth repopulated from them? How were there giants after the flood? Um, the best theory or explanation that I have heard that makes the most sense is that that fallen angel DNA, um, because remember, they, that, that would have been generations before Noah. So that would have kind of polluted, infiltrated the earth, infiltrated all kinds of DNA, all kinds of people. Um, so we know that Noah and his sons didn't have mm-hmm. that, um, as not his wife either, as far as I, I think, know. I think that his son, like two of his son's wives had the Nephilim bloodline in them. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, cause I think they actually, I think 
the Bible, I should have looked this up before, but I think it mentions specifically one of, or maybe all three of the wives. Yeah. And I mean, anytime the Bible mentions a name, it's important. Like it's, I mean, everything in the Bible is important, of course. Yeah. But um, especially when a name is mentioned, it's kind of like emphasis, especially if it seems random. You're like, why, why do we need to know that? That's like, mm-hmm. oh, all these names. But I mean, there's there's significant meaning behind all of them. Um, but yeah, I I think that the uh, the DNA that giant or fallen angel DNA carried over on the ark because of Noah's uh, son's three wives. Um, something else. So Canaan was Noah's grandson. I think grandson. Um, Canaan. The word is mentioned. I don't know how many times. I mean, it's ha- it has to be over a hundred times in yeah. the Bible because. The promised land is the land of Canaan. Well, we don't know anything about Canaan from the Bible other than that Noah cursed him after, you know, he was like found naked in the tent or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the promised land, it said, was full of giants because, they, you know, the Amorites were as tall as cedars and they brought back the grapes. So... Um, that was the land of Canaan. So Canaan, that name being so prominent throughout the Bible, I feel like he had to have been, you know, one of the legends, or not one of the legends because that was before the flood, but, I mean, he, he had to have had giant DNA or been a giant because, um, it, you know, the whole land was full of giants, the land of Canaan. So um, that's something else that I was like, okay, that would make sense because that was like directly pretty much off of Noah and the land was full of giants. It was the land of Canaan. So he had to have basically, I would assume have conquered it. Um, which, you know, so I think that, you know, that makes the most sense because how else it, it said that the flood killed every living creature on earth. So, um, I mean everything except Noah yeah. and his family and everything that was on the boat, all the animals on the boat. Yes. But everything yeah. else. Yeah. And probably Gone. the fish, I guess they wouldn't die from a flood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess you spared the fish, I never even thought too. about that, actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But um, so, because I've heard people say, well, oh, the the half, the fallen angels or the half, uh, the, you know, human angel hybrids went back up to heaven for the flood and then came back down after. But we know that that's not true because it killed every living thing on earth. And God did that. You know, that, that would have defeated the purpose if he right. would have allowed them to go away from the flood and come back. I mean, the whole point of the flood was to take them out. Right. And yeah. I've heard, too, that, like, so once, when the angels fell and then they mated with, like, the human people, that is, they were not created by God anymore. They were created by, by Satan because right. of the, yeah, because of them falling from heaven. So, yeah, yeah they would be... Yeah, they'd just be really evil. They would not have, right. you know, any amount of good in them. Right. At yeah, all. because I mean, for for angels to do that, the significance of them doing that, and and we know also that the the angels. I think it was in Second Peter. Um, I think I have it written down here. But we know that the fallen angels that rebelled are bound in chains, waiting for the day of judgment. Right. So. Um, that also, and I'm kind of getting ahead, but I'll just mention this kind of foreshadowing, but 
Um, that's one of the reasons that we know that demons are not fallen angels mm-hmm. is because all the fallen angels that rebelled are bound in chains yeah. waiting for the day of judgment. However, demons are not. And mm-hmm. the Bible makes that distinction. Um, but I'm kind of getting too far ahead, sorry. What are angels exactly? I guess we kind of explained a little bit about it, but um, they're, the first and foremost, I mean, they are, I feel like pretty much beyond our comprehension on most levels. Yeah. What are angels exactly? Angels are supernatural beings. They were created by God. Um, we know that the sons of God refers, refers to angels because they don't have a father other than God made them just like he did Adam, but he, I mean, they're angels. They're different from Adam, obviously, but anytime that they appear to anyone in the Bible, there's always fear. And, and we kind of talk, touched on some of this stuff already, but, um, I feel like this is so important. Like I, I, I haven't heard this taught no. in a church that I've been to. We've been to quite a few different churches. And I it's mean, so important to know because it, it makes like when you, are a Christian when you're baptized and you have the Holy Spirit there's an amount of I mean there's power that comes with having the Holy Spirit to fight to fight against demons and all that kind of stuff we we get the authority through Jesus to to drive them out and all those things and so Mm -hmm. when we don't get taught that then we don't like in church we don't even know the full extent that the Holy Spirit like is you know what I'm saying like right we yeah it's just so it's so such an important thing like it's such a big part of our everybody's lives whether they know it or not because like spiritual Mm -hmm. warfare happens constantly all the time like what we can't see there's things going on all the time yeah and it's all around us I mean Mm people people don't realize especially people that don't believe in one God, the Bible, the supernatural, you know, those types of things. Those are demons easiest prey because they don't, they have their guard down. They don't, they're not trying to avoid it. They're not thinking about it. They, you know, something's wrong. They, they don't know, you know, and something else I feel like is a common misconception is that people think of like think, you know, demonic possession. Mm -hmm. So I feel like people either kind of see one end of the spectrum or full on, you know, spinning head all the way around possession. Yeah. And if it's not that, then it's just nothing at all. But, um, what a lot of people, um, or what, what I would like to kind of say to a lot of people that, uh, may not know is that, I mean, demons, they're all around us constantly. They, try to influence things they you know i mean we've we've all experienced it and most people don't even know mm-hmm. i mean sometimes you know you have these weird thoughts yes just weird just weird thoughts like, that you're like why? that's not me like that's not right. my thought and you're like god please forgive me why why yes. would i ever think that yes you know? things yes. like that like something as simple as that can be of demonic influence mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I feel like people get to that. It's like, oh, you're crazy. Like, oh, demons. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> well, like, no, for real. Yeah. I mean, there are, um, first of all, tons, tons of different accounts on both sides, both from people that have practiced witchcraft mm-hmm. and done all those things. Um, like John Ramirez, 
guy's awesome. Yes. Um, and then also on the other end of it, which is like casting out demons, you know, exorcisms, mm-hmm. um, even, uh, this is something new to me, but deliverance, that's what uh, Isaiah Saldivar, yeah. I believe, yep. is something, it's not, I, I don't think it's like full on exorcism, but it's it's something to do. Yeah, I mean, it's they, still new I to think me. what they do is they say a prayer. It, I don't know what prayer um, it is, but once they like they have a person they say this prayer that that person will start like growling they'll start doing all these things and so then they know that there's something in there because this person would not slither around on the ground normally <laughs> like <laughs> and um yeah they they just they basically cast them out just like they did in the bible like through yeah. the authority of jesus like in the name of jesus like get out yeah and and these people get delivered, and, and a lot of them don't even know that they had any, like, demonic oppression, influence, possession, yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, but once they, yeah, once they are delivered from that, it's, like, completely different for them. And, um, yeah, it, ha- I mean, yeah, it happens all the time. Like, these things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, it's, it's, it's such a common thing. So. Right. Yeah, and that's why, you know, I feel like if people are not, you know, you know, like, oh, that guy's obviously possessed by a demon, you know, if they don't see that, then they just completely rule out anything supernatural or demonic. Um, right. You know, it's either one or the other. You're either, you're, you know, <laughs> your head spinning around or you're just completely not under any kind of influence or oppression mm-hmm. uh, from a demon. But. Um, some of the interesting, the really interesting stories of uh, Jesus casting out demons is uh, the types of people that were brought to him. Like, so the little kid that his parents brought him to Jesus and they said he is, has, I don't know if they said possessed by a demon or he has a demon attached to him or something like that, but um, it basically would try to kill him. It said that he would get thrown into a lake when they were near water thrown into fire, you know. Yeah, it would, like, throw him on the ground and drag him around and yeah, like all these different things. That's scary stuff, man. Yeah. And, and like, that, that hasn't gone away. No, and it that. happens to Christians, Christians too. Oh, like, absolutely. Just because you're a Christian, like, you know, this can still happen, so it's important to keep your, your guard up, you know, and, and yeah. acknowledge, have, you know, be able to know, like, oh, this is, you know, like when you're having thoughts that basically aren't yours yeah. or anything like that, you're like, no, get behind me, Satan, basically. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. no way. Yeah. Because yeah, once you have that knowledge and you're like, oh, that makes sense. And now I know how to, how to fight it. Right. Yeah. Or at least have a good idea. And like, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that like every, you know, potential mental illness is actually a demonic possession. Like but, uh, mental illness is mm-hmm. a real thing. It, that, you know, separate from anything demonic or supernatural, that absolutely is a real thing. I think that there are certain instances where people that are under the influence of demonic oppression can probably maybe exhibit some of the same signs and behaviors as someone who has, you know, whatever type of certain mental illness. Mm-hmm. Now, that also brings up the question of, you know, someone could easily say, well, you know, this guy or whoever was possessed will know it's just a mental illness. Like demonic possession is not real. It's just mental illnesses. Okay. I understand how, you know, you could look at it that way, but at the same time, there are documented accounts of 
just regular people that were uh, possessed by demons that would speak flu- uh, you know, different languages yeah. fluently that they had never All heard sudden, or spoke before, like Aramaic, you know, ancient biblical language. Yeah. And they would all, be, all of a sudden be speaking fluent Aramaic. And that, that cannot be uh, explained <laughs> with a mental disorder. Right. Exactly. So um, I think that they are separate, but there are some areas where that can kind of overlap in terms of, you know, someone who's demonically possessed exhibiting those same kinds of signs, behaviors, whatever you want to call them as, um, you know, certain mental illnesses. And, you know, there's plenty of people that go to the doctor and they just cannot figure out what is wrong. The doctors can't figure it out. There's nothing on scans, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, I think that they're very well, maybe some of those instances are demonically influenced right. because, um, you know, that that's that's a real thing. And it, uh, something I was watching with that is John Ramirez, right? John Ramirez? John, yeah, John Ramirez. Yeah, because yeah. he was saying, you know, that he would do... And I, I, Highly encourage you guys to check him out. Any, really, kind of anyone that we're mentioning on, yes, on the check podcast, them out. <laughs> definitely, because um, you know some of this stuff we're just kind of touching on, and some of these guys go go really in depth. So, also, um, one of the pastors that I feel like I've learned the most from is Pastor Alan Nolan of Cornerstone Fellowship, um, and we'll we'll have his. Uh, link to his page and stuff in our description of the episode, but he really, really goes into depth on teaching and he makes things make sense. He, and he, uh, he takes his time, you know, he doesn't kind of run through things like he has a 89 part series on just on the book of Genesis or, and then another series like that on revelation. So, I mean, he really explains things really well. So I highly, highly encourage you guys to check him out. I, I prayed for wisdom. I prayed hard for wisdom. And um, I feel like he was one of the pastors, teachers that um, God kind of sent to me. Or, I mean, not directly, you know, like he didn't come see me. But um, something that God revealed to me, I guess, is, is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, he's just so full of information. Also, disclaimer, if I ever say anything that goes against what um, Pastor Allen says, go with what he said, because um, it's very much more likely that I made a mistake because <laughs> um, he's, he's been doing it for a long time. I'm, we're uh, newer at this. We're just kind of starting out. So here's another question. What are demons? What are demons exactly? I feel like that's a hard question to answer. I feel like that's hard for a lot of people to answer. I bet you if we asked a hundred random people, I mean, I feel like we would get some answers, but mm-hmm. I wonder how many would, you know, say that they were fallen angels or say that they were ghosts or mm-hmm. some kind of spirit. And I or thought, I like real. when I was reading the Bible, I thought like, because I was trying to figure out who the who the demons were, like where did they come from? And I was right. like, well, maybe they were the fallen angels, but but they're not, because we know that they were they're they're in chains like right now yeah, <laughs> still. They're so bound they're and... not they're not roaming the earth like right. like um, the demons are. But right, yeah. So I think the uh, the explanation that makes the most sense 
is that demons are the souls of the dead Nephilim or the dead giants, the uh, human, angel, animal, hybrid, evil beings um, that died during the flood. And at first I was thinking, well, wait, when someone dies, you either go to heaven or hell. Mm -hmm. That was, that was to, and before Jesus died for our sins, you would either go to the bosom of Abraham, which was like the good people. Yeah. <laughs> or you would go to Hades, which was hell. Basically, it was fire. Mm -hmm. um, after Jesus died, he, we're now allowed to be in the kingdom of heaven. Um, that wasn't a thing before Jesus died. But once he died for our sins, as long as we have faith in Jesus, we want to make him Lord of our life. Mm -hmm. We are saved. We will go to heaven. There is no magic you have to say this or do that, or you have to earn so much of this or do this many of this. There, there's an, it, we're saved by faith alone. Yeah, faith it's, alone. Yeah, faith. It, it's mentioned in the Bible so many times. Right. Like having faith is so important for, you know, in Christianity because that is yeah that's how that's how we accept Jesus and we have faith in Him as our Savior. Yeah. And yeah, the the more faith you have, like. The more protection you have too from from these evil things that are around right. as well so yeah the bible makes faith it's mentioned so many times in the bible like keep yeah. your keep on guard you know stand firm in your faith it says that so many times and yes yeah and even um like your friend's faith is important and oh, it can yeah. affect your your life because um in when Jesus was performing miracles on the earth, um, there's a story of the like group group of friends. I don't know if it was a woman or a man who who asked Jesus, like, "Can you help my paralyzed friend?" Mm -hmm. But we'll, we'll just go with woman. Um, <laughs> but she she's like, "I know you can do it," you know. And he he was like totally. Jesus was so moved by her faith, and he's like, mm -hmm. "Because of your friend's faith." like your sins are forgiven and you're, yeah. you're saved or you're healed and saved. And faith is so important because it not yeah, only affects your life, but it also affects other people's lives. Like, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I, the way that I like to imagine it and I don't really have any kind of evidence or anything to back this up. This is just kind of the way that I picture it in my head is, um, we can't see faith. Faith is there. It has effects. It's like, I saw something that was like, uh, praying or faith is like Wi-Fi. You can't see it, but you see the effects of it. I really yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was creative. But the way I imagine it is in the spiritual realms, maybe they can see, um, what it, like, you know, say like someone has a lot of faith and they're like glowing really bright. Mm -hmm. That's, and this is just me totally guessing. I'm just, this is how I picture it. You know, they see people that are super, super bright and, you know, like the demons or whatever, and they're like, oh, that, that person's full of faith, they're full of Jesus, they're full of God. Um, maybe I don't want to, maybe want to, you know, look at one of these other people that's dark or like yeah. not lit up, you know, or light, like bright radiance kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously I have nothing to back that up, but that's just the way I picture it in my head is that that can be like a visible or maybe even tangible thing in the other realms, the heavenly realms that we can't see or understand or probably comprehend. But in those realms, 
It could be, you know, even like emotion, any type of emotion, maybe they can see that or faith, maybe, maybe they glow really bright. I don't know. I'm not sure. There is a way, there are ways for, I think, I believe that there are ways for angels, demons, um, any, you know, anything in the heavenly realms to be able to know or somehow be able to tell what level of faith a person has because they well and that's actually you know the demons will go for people that don't believe in demons or supernatural so they i mean other than just like observing that person which they can learn from because demons can do that they can watch us and figure oh, out oh yeah that that's how like so psych- psychic mediums you know they think that they're talking to people's dead loved ones they're yes. not. They're talking to demons, and demons watch us. They know our weaknesses. They know how yes. to tempt us. With the, like, you know, some people who are addicted to drugs, when they get saved and they stop, then all these doors open up, like, do you want some drugs? Do you want some drugs? Yes. Like, 24-7. And it's all because these demons know, they know and they watch you, and they watch your weaknesses. They know what you do every day, like... And I think that angels also watch you every day too. Like oh, absolutely. They, I think it's on both sides, but yeah, the 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 demons they know a lot about you. So yeah, they can they know your weaknesses and how to try to pull you away. Yeah, because that's what they they want to do. That's that's their goal mm-hmm. is to get you away from God, distract you completely. You know, get you completely consumed with something else, someone else, whatever it is. But uh, demons can. They remember, you know, demons are would be dead souls of the Nephilim who were half angel. So they have powers that we don't mm-hmm. even comprehend. They also uh, are, since they were like half human before they used to walk the earth and now they don't, they're constantly looking. They want to walk the earth again. So they want right. to look for a host to yes. enter into so like you know the, everybody always says calls me crazy when i'm like don't have <laughs> don't have dream catchers don't have these it's, things because yeah. they work in the opposite of what right what they say they're doing so like when you have that then if a demon's wandering around because he wants to enter in you know and be able to walk the earth again if he right. sees something like that it's like oh i can go in there and then you know, it's, you don't even know how many doors can be open to that realm. So easily. Un- yeah, so unknowingly. Easily. Yeah. And yeah, it's so, it I, it's so important to. It, it is. To know it's, about all this stuff. Right. And you gotta, I mean, you know, you, you study the Bible, it talks about it. And, you know, I mean, you need to know your enemy, what you're up against. I mean, some people don't even know they're under attack. So right. they're not doing anything right. <laughs> about and it. At the time, like when the when the Bible was written, um, and like the Book of Enoch, like the historical documents and stuff, everybody was aware of these things. So like mm-hmm. they you know, they were like, we don't really need to go into that much detail about this stuff because everybody right. knows that this is real. Yeah, it was like Common knowledge. Right, just, yeah. People just knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. they didn't feel the need to explain. Yeah. And that it's, uh, you know, the, something else about, you know, when you were saying that, like, people, I've even seen on 
seen on uh, I Survived Beyond and Back. They're like, oh, I saw my grandma and, you know, she said this or that or whatever. And I'm like, you saw how? How? And, it, you know, not that that's not a possibility, but what is a possibility for sure is that demons uh, can take on the form of anything or anyone. So, you know, if if you, if they... I don't know, appear to you or, you know, if they're trying to lure you in, they're not going to appear to you as this horrific, horrendous Scary. demon looking yeah. right. Cause you're going to be like, you're going to uh, run no. away. <laughs> exactly. Right. So of course they would appear as, you know, grandma or, you know, somebody that you loved or somebody that you're comfortable with. So like, that you want to keep talking to them. Right. Exactly. And then the also like, once you open that door, once you give them an invitation, they're invited that door is open mm -hmm. and, it, and even something you know that can be as simple as can I come in or you know yes. hey I have to show I want to yes. show you something do you want to see it or do you want to have your fortune read <laughs> I mean, yeah really, really. All those that, things. that all does because like John Ramirez who if you don't know who that is he used to be a, a high priest in in Satanism and he <laughs> like was like the he would talk to the devil at night face to face like once he got so high up in the ranks and like yeah. the devil would tell him that he was his son and just like all these things and so he used to he was like Paul basically before Paul oh, yeah. Paul got saved like he he wanted <laughs> to good. take down Christians like yeah. and he would he would he would um put spells and all these things if he could tell people's faith was weak he's like well I can take you down really easily because they, he said they work really hard in their demon church oh, too. Yeah. And um, he would go to like clubs and all these things because that's basically like the devil's playground. Right. Um, and he would, if somebody said they were Christian, he, he said all I would have to say was, can I show you something or can I tell you something? And oh, if they said crazy. yes, that was the open door and he was able to like take them, da them down. But also going back to faith, um, and how important it is, he said a story about this woman who came to him that um, her husband was like cheating on her with a Christian and she wanted to have him do witchcraft to like kill her. And so he did it. He, he did it like for like 20 something days and she was not dead. And he said after he couldn't figure out why because like <laughs> it had been easy for him before and when he was talking to the devil one night the devil said her like you got to stop messing with that woman and he was like why and he was in the devil said because her god said you can't mess with her anymore like because her yeah. faith was too strong yes and, yeah like all that stuff per it protects you it like having having faith and, and right. praying and all those things that, you know, sometimes we forget to do or we don't, we don't have a lot of faith, yeah. but it's so important. And that's why the Bible says, stand firm in your faith, be yes. on guard. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something else that, um, it talks about how demons when they, or impure spirits is what the exact word in the NLT, I think anyway. Um, but it's referring to demons when they leave a host uh, or a person, 
they roam through dry and arid places. Basically, they're what I imagine is they're miserable, and mm-hmm. they would do anything that they could to get back into another host. So what it says is uh, they travel through the dry, arid places, and then they return to, it says, the home, and they find it swept and clean, like empty. So there's nothing in that home. So what it, the demon does, it goes out and finds seven more spirits seven spirits more powerful than itself to also occupy the home or the host so that they're harder to cast out. And we see that in, um, is it Matthew when, or I guess it's in a few of the gospels, Mm -hmm. but when the man that was possessed or maybe two men that were possessed by thousands of demons, yeah, like that, it's a real thing. Yeah. It's not even just like one can possess or influence. It's many, like a ton of them can, can do that right a legion a legion yeah that's yeah yeah. that's what they call it yeah that's what they call themselves like when they have yeah when they're like all in there (laughs) yeah and it says he was and i have this verse here but it says that the so the demons when they're like a person a person possessed by demons can have supernatural strength and Mm -hmm. these supernatural weird powers sometimes but we see that in in the Bible, it talks about the man that was possessed with so many demons. He they tried to chain him up, and he would just break the chains. Chains, metal chains, not rope, not mm-hmm. you know. I mean, he they're they're strong, and they can make the person supernaturally strong. And they can make him fl- like float and levitate yes. and crawl up walls yeah. and just un- unnatural things that are impossible physically for us normally to do. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, it's things that we wouldn't even, and there's, there's so many accounts of different exorcists, um, and their different stories. And, you know, I, I, it, it's kind of, you kind of have to dig a little bit because I don't think it's not like, you know, the exorcist is going to go to like nine news and be like, Hey, can you publish this story? They'd be like, yeah, we're not doing that. Right. You know? So I think it's kind of, they're not as quite in your face. With it, but there are lots of accounts of uh, just weird things mm-hmm. happening. People who are possessed, like basically having serpent eyes, like think of like a snake. Yeah. All of a sudden, they have snake eyes, and they're, I mean, just weird, weird things. And this is real. It is real it's life. So real, right? And an, uh, I don't know um, what type of angels, but a lot of like deliverance. Um, pastors and people who do deliverance they like sometimes the person is too strong that nobody can hold them down and they they'll end up call, like calling down angels to come and hold the person down because they're oh, like wow. so strong but the angels are able to to like hold them down so they're able to yeah deliver the person from actually all these that. terrible things yeah that's interesting yeah it makes sense though i mean you can you can pray to god Mm-hmm. You can pray to God and say, can you, God, can you send guardian angels to watch over me or my family, our house? And he will do it. God hears our prayers. He's, you know, you know, like in uh, King Solomon, God appeared to him, told him he could pray for anything he wanted and God would give it to him. Well, he wisely <laughs> chose to pray for wisdom to run uh, God's, you know, people the correct way. So God was so pleased that he granted him the most wisdom that anybody's ever had, ever, 
uh, plus fame and fortune because he was so impressed that Solomon, most people would be like, yeah, I want money and yeah. stuff, <laughs> please. You can give me anything I want. That's what I want. So him doing that, that's still like when we pray for wisdom, God gives it to you. And I, I have yes. firsthand experience of that. I learned more in the last year than I have my whole entire life. And I've been, I mean, we've been going to church for for our, our whole, whole lives. lives. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you pray for wisdom, it is unbelievable. Pray for wisdom and understanding and God will give it to you. He's waiting. He's waiting for yeah. us to do that, you know? Um, I mean, he's waiting for a lot of things, obviously. But yeah. <laughs> that's one of the things, you know, knocking or asking you shall receive. Uh, what is the other one? Keep knocking. Yeah. Those who knock will find or something like yeah. that. But it's about God has things that he wants to give to us mm-hmm. if we want it and we ask him. And wisdom is super important. Mm-hmm. I mean, super important because that is kind of something that can go along with anything. You can make wise decisions about this, about that, about, I mean, just wisdom at, at its core really overlaps or, you know, uses with anything and everything, any situation, anything like that. You know, there's always uh, wise choices, wise decisions. So um, praying for that right off the bat and God will give it to you, mm-hmm. especially if if you truly are praying and listening and just wanting that. God's going to give that to you. He's not going to say no to that. Oh, back to talking about the uh, the house, the demon with the seven spirits coming back to the house. So something that I was thinking was interesting is that, you know, they would come into th- the house through an open door mm-hmm. and there's nothing in the house. There's no Holy Spirit in the house because if there was, they couldn't be there. The Holy Spirit occupies the house. Demons cannot occupy that same house. They can, you know, do bad stuff to it, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> they're never going to... Uh, or attempt to attack it or whatever, but they're never, um, they're never going to take, they're never going to replace the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit, obviously God is far more powerful than any demon, angel, human, anything that we could ever possibly imagine. But talking about the open door, there are so many things that are just so common that people don't even think about that are, you know, acts of opening doors. Mm -hmm. And you don't know you're doing it. Maybe you don't believe in the supernatural or the spiritual realm. It doesn't matter. It's still affecting you. Right, Because right. And that's the prime, you know, you don't believe in the supernatural. If, if, the, if that house is empty and that door is open, what is to prevent? And I'm not talking about literal possession, like where you're like, oh, there's an open door. I'm going to start, you know, spewing foam or whatever, yeah. foaming at the mouth. That's not it. But... Demons can have even like small, slight influences, like we were talking about Mm -hmm. earlier, thoughts or um, just weird things happening. Or I mean, there's I don't know exactly specifically, but I do know that like what it says in the Bible. I mean, the kid, the one kid was sounded like he was super possessed. Yeah, Yeah, was trying to kill him. You know, was throwing him into water and fire and stuff. It's it's not polar opposite like one or the other. There's a whole in between both of those, there's a mm-hmm. whole thing, you know, and, but yeah, and what you said, you know, even Christians can be oppressed. I wouldn't say that if you have the Holy Spirit in you, that you could be possessed. I don't know, maybe if you were like doing some crazy occult stuff, 
I don't know, but if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you do not have to worry about being demonically possessed. But demons can still oppress, they can still have influence, they can still... Tempt you. Tempt you, exactly. Right. And Because think about it, if you watched someone 24-7, they had no knowledge that you were watching, they're just doing their thing, being them, themselves. Even mm-hmm. we as humans doing that would be like, oh, I see where these weaknesses are. I see where I could tempt them, you know, especially because they, they, it's not like they're in front of someone else and they're like, they're not going to show certain things, but by themselves, you're watching them 24 seven, you know, I mean, they're going to be themselves. They're people that everyone has weaknesses, temptations. So demons having that angelic DNA and the powers that I would say come with that piled on top of, you know, all you have to do, I guess, is watch someone to find out their weaknesses. Um, that can really spiral out of control very, very quickly. And especially if someone doesn't even think about that side of things, mm-hmm. you know, they think like, oh, it's just I have bad luck all the time or, I, you know, there's and there's no like, oh, if this is happening, that's directly you're possessed by demons. If you have bad luck or if like your car breaks down, like I'm not saying that at all. Um, But there are definitely things that demons can influence, do, oppress, tempt you, you know, just put, I don't know, terrible thoughts in people's minds. Um, Just odd things that you wouldn't necessarily be like, like if you weren't thinking about it, you wouldn't be like, oh, that was demonic for sure. You know, you're like, well, I'm not possessed. So that wasn't anything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, is probably the normal reaction. Yeah, and what's cool too is that like you can pray for a hedge of protection around your house yes. or around you too um or your family or anything like that. Um yeah, to protect you from from these kinds of things, you know. Right. Cuz God will. I mean, he'll especially if you're praying for protection and if you're praying for protection but you're opening tons of doors. Yeah, don't do like a Ouija I, board and pray for oh, protection. Yeah, don't, like, yeah. don't do it like that. Never. Yeah, don't ever. <laughs> Nothing you ever see like a Ouija that. board in person, just Run get away. away from, seriously, just get away from it. Yes. <laughs> and also going back to, I know we're kind of all over the place, but like, this is important stuff. There's a lot to say about it. There's many, many connections. And we're, we're kicking off this podcast. Like this is, I know we're, we're coming out strong, um, but this is important stuff, you guys. I mean, it's it's important for yourself, for your family, for others, uh, just for, you know, knowing that these things exist. Yeah. And, and the way, the best way to be protected from that, to fight that, to uh, be away from those evils is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, our Messiah, Lord and Savior. Uh, Jesus the way, is the God. truth, and the life. Absolutely. Yes, the, the, the only way to the Father, through Jesus Christ, through faith in him and faith alone. Jesus is far, far more powerful than any demons, angels, anything. Yeah, and, and all the demons are terrified of Jesus. Yes. They get scared, like they act all big and bad. But when our man Jesus comes, they're like yeah. horrified and terrified. Like they're, yeah, they shake. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, Jesus they, is more powerful than, in, like, anything. Right, yeah. And, I mean, with Jesus on your side, 
and you know, pray, pray to Jesus, pray to God, pray for protection, pray for um, deliverance. If that's something that you need to pray for, um, pray for wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Um, you know, the more you pray, the better. I mean, honestly, get get close to God. Open that Bible. Like, you read the Bible and you read it with a a true intent of understanding as best as possible. God will speak to you. He will. He wants. Yes. That's what he wants us to do. That's his letter of instruction to us, which includes and encompasses basically any and every aspect of life, um, but also this dark spiritual side, which is important. <laughs> it's important yes. to be protected from. And there's no other false god, anything, any kind of spirit or energy or anything like that that you could use or pray to that would protect you from these things like as as strong as jesus is um obviously far far beyond our comprehension um and he far out seeds exceeds the power of any demons or angels however that being said with us in comparison demons are much stronger than us they are smarter than us they they plot to do evil. They scheme and kill and, you know, do all the things that um, Satan is commanding them to do, leading them to do. They they can also, um, yeah, they, they have a lot of power because they can affect nations. They can affect the masses. They oh, can influence yeah. the masses. If you have not read, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? Return of the Gods? Yes, Return of the yes. Gods by Jonathan Can. Gods. Yes, yes, lowercase gods, false <laughs> gods. <laughs> um, that book explains so well, like, you see all the craziness in the world and and in this country, but it it all adds up to these, and, and like the Bible says, we're not fighting man, we're fighting the principalities, the darkness behind, yes. the influence behind these things. Right. Yeah, but his book just explains everything that's going on with with evidence and yeah but it, it once you know about all of these things and you have more knowledge of these things everything makes so much more sense oh my goodness it, it really does god opens your eyes people used to like i would hear people say that and i'm like oh yeah so like okay you learned something new whoop de do no <laughs> god literally literally opens your spiritual eyes to the point where you see things that you've seen a million times mm -hmm. and you see it totally differently. You see it for what it actually is. Yes. Um, I noticed that with many children's shows. Yes. <laughs> Funny enough, it's unbelievable how like, you know, Disney, yes. all of these really just any, even the like seemingly harmless shows, I mean, shows with witchcraft, magic, and people are like, well, it's just, it's just Matt. It's like, well, okay, fairy princesses. Okay, well, yes, but like, where where did that come from? Right. That, that's not something that, that God and that's is. exactly what the enemy wants you to think. Oh, it's yes. just witchcraft. It's, it's just harmless. this. It's cute. It's, it's pretty. It's crystals. Like they provide yes. healing. No, they don't. I don't. I don't know who needs to hear that. But crystals do not protect you. <laughs> they do not protect you. <laughs> I mean, if someone broke into your house and you smacked them with it, maybe I maybe <laughs> throw a crystal at them. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably the extent of how much that crystal would protect yeah, you. Yeah, and another that is another like open door because yes. that is like Satan's like, Oh, that's my, that's my thing. Like I can go right. in there. Yeah. That's an open door. Cause mm -hmm. it's not, you're not contacting God right through it. And if you're trying to do that, um, all you have to do is pray. You don't have mm -hmm. to do some fancy 
dance and ritual and have these certain things and you don't need any of that. You don't need anything. You could not have clothes and you could still have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. You don't need magic. You don't need boards. I mean, none of that. No. That's And that also goes to speak towards how powerful God is. I mean, it, he'll listen to you. He'll uh, grant you wisdom. He'll grant you different things. You don't have to sacrifice a cat and do some, you know, spin around on your head and do some, I, I don't know what they do. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, God hears us. And to, to anyone that thinks like, oh, I've prayed and, you know, it didn't happen. And so God didn't answer my prayer. God always, always answers our prayers. One, you have to listen. You have to be listening. Um, and that's, that's something that is, is hard to explain until you really read the Bible. You read the Bible these things will all start coming to you. Read the Bible, pray for wisdom. You will not regret it. You will absolutely not regret it. No. And uh, the the book that you were talking about, Return of the Gods, if you want to know why America is the way that it is, read that book. It's by Jonathan Kahn, uh, C-A-H-N. Yeah. Right? He's a Messianic rabbi. It's just I mean, we could talk for eight hours. Yeah, on we could it, do but, a whole nother podcast just about right. that book. <laughs> Maybe we will do one sometime about that. Yeah. Subject, but I highly encourage you guys to read that because after reading that, I I have absolutely no questions. No, <laughs> I mean, me either. To an extent, but just about how you know how did things get this way? Why are these things happening? You yes. Know, what it is all part of a template, and I won't get into that because that's for another podcast. <laughs> it's um, it's a lot. But yeah. um, I mean, the whole the whole point and the whole point of our podcast is that we want to arm people with scripture. We want to arm people with the knowledge of scripture. And, you know, we want God to work through us to be able to reach you guys, to teach you guys, to inspire you guys, to um, whatever God's will uh, may be. You know, we just want to be um, as much of a servant through this podcast as we possibly can for the Lord. So the first and foremost, if, if nothing else, if you, you know, if you didn't understand anything in this podcast, um, the most simple thing that is the absolute most important is that Jesus Christ died for our sins and we are forgiven. And all we have to do is accept that and believe it. We don't have to work our way up. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to do anything. We ask, ask for it. Ask for salvation. Um, if, if it's, you know, something where it's like, I'm trying to believe, but like, I don't really know if I do. And I, like, it's hard. How do you know if you believe? Pray and ask God to help you overcome your disbelief um, or your unbelief, overcome your unbelief. Um, that's what the man did. He asked for Jesus. You know, mm -hmm. he said, if I can heal him, Jesus said, like, do you believe? And then the man said, I do help me overcome my unbelief. And then God, I can't remember what it was, heals, or Jesus healed somebody or. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, but we do know that no matter how scary these things can be, there's a, per, a, a God way more powerful than any of these things that's yeah. on our side. So like, don't let this scare you because oh, that's, yeah. no, that's no, like no. what, um, yeah, like don't, you have to know, like you, you are able to, through the Holy Spirit, you're, 
you know, you, you're able to, you can cast these out of other people too. Just, just, just through Jesus Christ's name. Yes, simply. Even, even people that, and Jesus mentions this um, when talking to the Pharisees, I believe, mm-hmm. but he says people will even cast out demons in his name, but they won't, if they don't have faith that Jesus is the son of God, they won't be in heaven. So, I mean, even someone that has so little faith can still do that. That's how powerful, just his name. They tremble at his name. And if mm-hmm. you remember the, when Jesus cast out the 2,000 demons out of that one guy, they were begging him mm-hmm. not to cast them into the abyss. And then remember they uh, you know, went into the pigs and then the pigs like jumped off cliff into yeah. the water. Um, which that I want to get like super more into that story yeah. sometime because there's a lot to that. But, um, but that's the kind of authority that Jesus Christ has. Jesus Christ wants a personal, intimate relationship with us, one that we can, we can pray to him, we can talk to him, we can consult with him, and that, you know, pray for guidance, pray for guidance, pray for help, pray for anything that you need, anything that you need. If, uh, if you pray for something and you're asking for something and it doesn't happen, that does not mean that God did not hear your prayer. What that means is that God was saying no in yeah. that moment. Maybe it's something that you're not ready for. Maybe he has something else that he's going to have you do, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, it's very easy to get discouraged very quickly. Yeah. Um, but you should know, like, just know that when you, when you have a, you know, when you ask God for something and he doesn't give it to you, it's because he has something better for you. And yes. he's like, that's, that's a good idea, but here's, <laughs> here's a better one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, even if it's something that you think you really want, but, like, when you give it to God, that's that's just the best thing you can do because he knows wrong. what's best for you. Yes. Like, we're his children. He wants to guide us and, in, in, you know, not lead us on a wrong path. Yeah. He's, yeah, so, yeah, it's important. Yeah, it's important to know, like, he's not not answering your prayers when you, you know, when you don't receive what you asked for. He just has something better for you. Right. Exactly. And, and sometimes people pray and their prayers get answered immediately. It's almost like an, uh, kind of in your face uh, mm-hmm. uh, type deal. And sometimes, so like one of my personal experiences is, and I'm just, I'm a huge believer in praying for wisdom. I mean, it is unbelievable what, what you start to understand, what God reveals to you, what he shows you um, but basically what, so in my, in my experience, so I prayed for wisdom and understanding. And I mean, I prayed with an, the intent with, you know, knowing in my heart that that's what I wanted. I wanted to understand. I was reading the Bible. Um, I wanted to understand it more. I wasn't clear on, you know, quite a few things, which I mean, no one's clear on the absolutely every word in the Bible. Um, but I prayed for wisdom and, you know, I, um, I would watch YouTube videos or watch different sermons. I would, you know, just, just look at any kind of good pastors or good influences or good information, things like that. And uh, one of the people that God led me to was Pastor Allen of mm-hmm. Cornerstone Fellowship. And I have learned so much from that man. Uh, it's just, you know, God truly speaks through him. And he, he just... He, he makes things easy to understand. He really does. After that, um, I stumbled across Jonathan Cotton. 
and um, you know, uh, watched various interviews with him, read his Return of the Gods book. He has like Tons five, of six, maybe mm-hmm. more books. Um, but that that really opened my eyes. So after a while, pretty soon, I was like thinking about it. I'm like, oh my goodness, this. You know, I was just thinking about how how amazing it was, like all these things that I'm learning. And I was like, oh my goodness, I prayed for wisdom. This is part of God answering those prayers. Mm -hmm. So um, praying for wisdom doesn't mean that you're just going to like wake up the next morning and just have all this knowledge that you like don't know where it came from. I mean, not to say that that's not possible, not not by any means. Um, But in my personal, you know, God can do anything. In my personal experience, though, it wasn't uh, at first, at least it wasn't like an in your face, like, oh, my goodness, that was like you know, an immediate answer to my prayer. I knew that God would answer my prayers, whatever his will was. Um, But pretty soon I just realized how much God had opened my eyes and how many things he had shown me and allowed me to uh, see, revealed to me. Because like I said, you could look at the same thing a hundred times, you know, or every day of your life. You pray for wisdom and understanding. God opens your eyes, your spiritual eyes, I guess you could say. You look at that same thing that you've looked at every day your whole life, and it has a whole new meaning. Yes. It has a whole new understanding, and and you're just like, I, I, how do I even know this? You know, you think obviously it's God giving mm-hmm. it to you, but sometimes you're like, what, like where where did that come from? I never thought that, but that makes so much more sense than mm-hmm. anything I've ever thought or heard before. Um, so once again. <laughs> I highly encourage praying for wisdom and understanding. It is it is so beautiful. But first and foremost, and I mean, we'll repeat this over and over during every podcast that we do, give your life to Jesus Christ. It, it is the best thing that you could ever possibly do. And nothing is more powerful than Jesus, not angels, not demons, not anything, not people, not Satan. I mean, nothing. So if anything in this podcast does scare you don't worry pray to jesus pray to jesus you're fine it's you're absolutely okay just the fact that you're uh listening to this podcast and learning these things and hopefully you know these are uh concepts that are are making sense but just the fact that you guys are listening to this um just speaks to the fact that there is some type of desire in your heart to have that relationship with jesus or just a desire to have something that uh, it, it might not even be like, I just, I, I don't know what I need, but I need it. And I've been looking for it in, in this and that and all these different things that I haven't found it. Jesus is that thing. And I can honestly say that for anybody who's ever lived, is living, ever will live, that answer is the same. It is mm-hmm. Jesus. I mean, there is nothing, nothing else. There's no uh, dances, rituals, you know, energy healing it's just all all those types of things go to jesus go to jesus you will not regret it and uh one of the absolutely beautiful things about that is when you give your life to jesus when you have faith that he is the son of god that he died for our sins and was resurrected you get to go to heaven heaven is a real place and it will be there a lot (laughs) a lot longer than we are here yeah. on earth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, we are saved by faith alone. So 
Um, we'll give an opportunity kind of towards the end of our podcast for, you know, anyone who wants to give their life to Jesus. That would like that, that would like, that would make me cry. Someone, I know, right? Seriously, right? Just thinking about it. Yes. That would be so, so powerful. So um, anyway, I'm, I'm not going to cry. Don't worry. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, another, uh, one thing I do want to say too is that yeah. like God designed all of us to long for him, to have like basically a God-shaped hole in our heart. And so if you wonder what you've been looking for, like even if you have everything, everything's all good, you you still can have that longing. Like, is this really all that's it to life? Like, is this right. really all that it is? And it's because what you're looking for is Jesus. And you might have gone to other things to try to fill that hole. But... Mm-hmm. The only thing that's going to fill it is Jesus, and he's waiting for you, too, to to have a relationship with him because that's that's all that he wants. That's all that God wants. Yes. Because, yeah, God loves us so much. Right. You know, he wants He wants that relationship. That's, that's why yes. he made us. So, yeah, and just he, as much as you're looking for, for him, he's looking for you, absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yes, he he is, and people don't. I mean, it's just imagine that you're in the ocean in the middle of nowhere. You're drowning. It's raining. It's cloudy. It's dark. You can't see much. God is right there with his outstretched arm, and if you look for him, you will find him, and he will pull you up out of those waves, out of those rough seas, and save you. Mm-hmm. And you just got to look. You just yeah. got to look. You just have faith. Give your life to Jesus. I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> there is nothing, nothing like it. Um, and we, uh, we just, you know, the church that we go to is uh, Red Rocks Church in, mm-hmm. what is that, Lone Tree, I guess it would be? Park, Lone Tree, yeah, Lone Park Tree. Road, yeah. They have Lone a few Tree different Colorado. locations. Also one in Texas as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have like five or six right yeah. around the country yeah. and some, like one in like Belgium or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that they say that I really like is um, they say we exist to make heaven more crowded. I would absolutely, totally, totally agree with that. You know, we we want to have whatever part that we possibly can as this podcast to um, have any kind of hand that God will allow us in bringing anyone and everyone to Jesus. And that, honestly, I mean, that's our goal. That is our goal. That is our number one sole reason that we made this podcast. And uh, going along with that is being able to strengthen your faith, strengthen your relationship with Jesus through knowledge, through knowing Scripture and knowing the real meaning of scripture, not not taking it out of context, kind of you know making a different meaning out mm-hmm. of it that sounds nice, um, to truly know these things that are not taught hardly ever, hardly hardly at all. And yeah. you know we'll, we're going to talk about all kinds of different aspects of the Bible, of Jesus, you know, um, of all different kinds of things. You know, try to clear up some common misconceptions, and we we have so much information <laughs> that we we want to give to you guys and make these episodes and, you know, just discuss different things. And, um, we're not claiming to be, you know, that we know everything. We're not biblical scholars, anything like that. We're just people that are desire a relationship with Jesus, that we want to know the true meaning of scripture, the true meaning of his word, the true meaning of 
his letter to us, his letter of guidance. It's the owner's manual for life. It is. In every aspect. (laughs) Yes. It really is. Absolutely. Um, So we kind of started this one off with a bang. I mean, I wanted to kind of come out uh, full throttle right away because it just, this stuff's important. And I, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've said that a few times, but there are so many things that are not common knowledge that are in the Bible that are very, very important that either get overlooked or kind of uh, misinterpreted, misconstrued, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. So we want to we want to arm you guys with the Bible armor, which is the armor of, of uh, God. <laughs> yes, the armor of God, the armor of the knowledge of Scripture, the ar- armor of uh, just all of these different aspects of life. But like I said, number one, first and foremost, give your life to Jesus. First and foremost, second, read the Bible. I guess I can't really order those, but read the Bible, <laughs> pray for wisdom, and pray and listen to God. It, it, you do those things, you cannot go wrong in any situation. No matter who you are, what you've done, where you've come from, it doesn't matter. God forgives. He forgives everyone for anything. No matter how bad you think that you know what you've done or where you've come from, it doesn't matter. God. God wants you. Jesus wants you. He wants to be with you. He wants to love you. You know, he wants a relationship with you. So give your life to Jesus. I just highly recommend it more than I could recommend literally anything else in the world. Yeah. That, that if nothing else, I mean, that is the most important thing. It's life-saving treatment. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Absolutely. We want to give you an opportunity. Anyone, anyone that's thinking about it, anyone considering it, um, if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, um, say this prayer with me. Now, this is not a magic prayer. I'm not a magic person. There's no, uh, you don't have to, you know, oh, I didn't say it right. Did I say it right? doesn't matter. If you want salvation, if you want to make Jesus Lord of your life, it doesn't matter what you say necessarily. Um, God, Jesus will know that. And, and he's just waiting for us to ask him. Um, so if you just pray this simple prayer with me. Like I said, I'm not magic. It's not a magic prayer. Um, It's just an opportunity for you to uh, reach out and make that connection with Jesus and give your life to him. And um, I sincerely, sincerely in my heart, uh, hope that we can have as many people as possible, that we can touch as many people as possible with this. Um, So if you want to give your life to Jesus right now, highly recommend it. Uh, Just pray this simple prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, and I know that my sin has separated me from you, but I also know that you sent your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins, and then you resurrected him, Lord. And I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. I want to give my life to you. And I have the faith, the strong faith that Jesus was resurrected and that he paid for our sins. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, congratulations. You are going to heaven. You are going to heaven. That is amazing. We want to talk a little bit about next week. So we're next week's going to be really interesting too. Yeah. This is awesome, man. We're starting out like, yeah, this is great. This is great. Um, (laughs) I know this is probably a lot, but we want to, I mean, we, we want to give you guys a taste of the types of things that we're going to be talking about and, and teaching on to the best of our ability, of course. Um, but it, it's important stuff, guys. It's important stuff. So next week, 
we're going to be talking about the end times, the end times prophecies, um, the the rapture. Uh, we'll see, I guess, what we have time to. We might break mm-hmm. that into a couple different episodes or something. But um, we're the last generation, you guys, and that is so important. Um, and we're going to talk about that next week. Talk about the end times. Um, it is fascinating, absolutely yes, fascinating. It is. And I, I, I feel like it's commonly taught, but not commonly enough. Or explained enough, just in right. common right. things. Exactly. I will tell you that anyone who says that the book of Revelation is too hard for no one's meant to understand it, that's not true at all. There is definite ways of understanding it. It's a lot of information. It's a lot to kind of puzzle piece together, and it takes a little while. But you can understand the end times, the end times prophecies, the rapture, the book of Revelation, which ties in with other books. So we're going to be starting, we're going to talk about that next week. And uh, so we really hope to have you guys join us back here again. And uh, let's, you want to close in prayer, Chelsea? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much um, that we were able to start this podcast today and I just pray that this touches the people who are listening I pray that you open their eyes and that you would just draw near them and let them know that you are longing for them just as much as they're longing for you I pray that you would just move in their lives and um just help them to to know that you are the true God and you sent Jesus to die for our sins and you resurrected him. I just pray that um, you would just help touch so many people's lives. And we just thank you so much for everything that you do. And we love you. And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was a wonderful prayer, Jocelyn. <laughs> um, so I guess everyone take your Bible armor that, uh, that you learned tonight. Uh, put it on this week. Use it. Uh, think about it. And pray. 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 Yes. <laughs> That's all I can say. It doesn't even, um, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't cost anything either. Right. Yeah. This, it's this totally is the free. greatest thing. Like, why not? You it, know? Right. There's literally no downside. No. No downside. You're no. not going to, you're not going to lose your money. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely. So, all right. Well, we will see you guys or talk to you guys, I guess, next week. Um, we hope you tune in and please tell anyone and everyone that may be interested in learning about the Bible and giving their life to Jesus um, in, in just learning about these different things. Please encourage them to check out our podcast. Uh, we just we want to reach as many people as possible and we want to spread the word of God that Jesus died for our sins. Um, we love you guys. We thank you so much for your support and we will put out another episode next week. Great. Thank you.